who are being prevented from being able to see their children can do to rectify that situation. Had a lot of people email me about issues like that. We'll get into all of that with Rob Pearson coming up at 9 o'clock. The NFL suffering yet again another black eye. And we were talking the other day about how powerful they are, but you got to wonder, it's like how many negative stories can come out before you start to slide even a little and again, we'll have some more concert tickets for you as National Concert Week continues and also $1,000 up for grabs every single hour on the program. Fantone, yes. I had a weird day yesterday. Okay, let's, uh, let's walk through it then. Um, I was in a little bit of a, a of not so great mood and uh, there were some personal things going on and, you know, whatever. I got them all worked out, so that's all good. But then my buddy, Mike Tepe, who I'm sure he would want me to tell you that he owns the Buckeye Deli in Shreve. That uh, he, for sure you would. <laughs> yeah, he, he would. He would want me to tell okay. you that. Buck I guess Adele, technically right. it's Nashville, uh, but the pizza is good. And he uh, he was like, "Dude, let's go play some golf." And I was like, "All right." So like, I met him out, and um, it was just one of those days where I didn't have it. Like I just didn't have it. But we get to the third hole, and we're on the tee box, and he tees off, and it's not good. And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Well, all right." So now I'm up. So I pull my driver. And there's a guy on the green, right? So we're on the tee box. There's a guy on the green. The hole is flat, but actually elevates a little bit up at the near the green. So like, which is going to be important for what I'm about to tell you. Okay. So I tee off and I hit the ball and he looks at me and says, dude, you might hit that guy on the green. I was like, that's 350 yards. There's no way. Right. We get up there and we had measured it out. I, I was wrong when I posted it yesterday. He reminded me. I hit a ball from the tee box yesterday. 310 yards. Wow. Dude, monstrous. Right? Like, dude, that's monster. Right? Numbers. I that's mean, that's monster. huge, right? Like when, I'm try- like, when I get on that club and I'm trying to get on it, I'm trying to hit it 270. Like, that's how I'm trying to hit it. Is like two- if I can hit that club 270, I'm loving life. So to hit a ball 310, and again, it wasn't like it was downhill. So, okay. so not, not like it rolled. Like, there was a little roll, obviously, a little dry yesterday. But like I said, the hole actually is flat. And then as you get towards the green, it actually starts to elevate up. Now it's, it's working not, its way up. Okay. It's not an, an, now, it's not like an elevated green, but it is ticking upwards, okay. not down. All right. 310, dude. Like that driver was worth Every penny. Now, walk me through this here. Now, was this the driver? Was this you? Was there something about this swing? So, or what What happened in the moment? All things. Okay. Column A, B, and C there, right? Everybody I have allowed to hit my driver, which I know some of you golfers are probably wondering. I bought a Titleist 917 D2. Love it. Okay. Ten and a half loft. Multi, you know, fast. You can change it. You can do all this stuff, right? So everybody I have allowed to hit it, has said to me when they hit it. That's the furthest I've ever hit a tee shot. The driver's long. So so when it comes to golf clubs, you guys are just handing those things around out there. It's not like a sex toy. It's not like it's <sighs> not like, hey, this is just for me. This is just like a community thing here. It's kind of like a motorcycle where like you'll let your good buddy ride it. Okay. You're, you're not, not just gonna, handing it off. You're okay. not gonna let a stranger take your Harley out for a spin, okay. right? Okay. But a guy you trust, you'd be like, Yeah, do go around the block on it. All right. And so it's kind of like one of those things. And so everybody that's hit it has said to me, dude, that thing is crazy long. And like I hit it consistently longer than I hit my other drive. Now, here's the problem, though. That was hole number three. I made not one decent swing after. As a matter of fact, so, dude, I hit the ball 310, right? Right. That's the first. It's par four. I played two chips, two putt, make bogey. 
I'm 30 yards from the hole and can't get it there. Like, dude, it, it was a mess. Dude, I was a mental midget yesterday out there on the course. Like, I just could not get it together. So as 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 your buddy, because like that that's interesting to me because like obviously golf a very, a very big mental game here. It's and all the is, rest yeah. of the day you can't get it together. Prior to this hit, you couldn't get it together. After it, it was even worse, which makes sense to me because you should have Costanza did. There was nothing. There was no <laughs> greater off. right. There was nothing higher you were going to do that day. So you might as well mm-hmm. like you know walk out on the win and like feel good about yourself feel the rest good. of the day. You know, right. I just put the put put forth three ten, but like. So after your buddy whiffed it, you know he's swinging off tee and he just he 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 and throws he a turd out there, dude. Just a and new turd. It's a turd. And Mike hits the ball long. Like he's a long hitter, but he just didn't hit his tee shot well. What what changed in your in your head during that moment from when you hit it, nailed it, should be feeling great about yourself? I was to the next time that you that you that you touched that ball and when you I'm, just whiffed it. Thirty five yards from the green, pull the How? Si- pull the sixty degree wedge. All you gotta do. Not even a not even a quarter swing. That's all you gotta do. Just a little bit back, a little bit forward. Put the ball right in the green. Ow. One putt. Make make birdie and get out of there. Nope. Your boy blades it over the green, then skulls it, and then center, and then had it. Oh my! It was a mess. You're not happy, Gilmore, in the sense of like you just went out there and just you know just just smashed the ball, but no. you've never played the short game before. You're obviously a competent golfer. You know how to do that. Those a little, are skills, well, but those are skills yes, you do have I that, you, those that skills. you've done. And yes, and I don't know. I guess as somebody who doesn't play the game. Um, to be able to go, don't from, start because if you beat me, I would have to end my life. From from from, you know, it's a turd to not a turd, right back immediately into it's a turd. It just, I, I, I don't get it. It was a mess. As a matter of fact, he left a little early. He had to go back to work, and so he left a little early. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna play a couple of more holes and see what happens here. Right, and I came very close. I mean, do dangerously close to posting a picture. Of fifteen hundred dollars worth of golf clubs snapped in half in a parking lot at a golf course. Like that's how close I came. Like, dude, your boy was furious. Like, dude, as a matter of fact, I lost my anger yesterday. I lost control. Okay. Now he left. Now I'm on hold. No, so, dude, again, I, I go back into the clubhouse. I grab one beer and then I'm like, all right, like relax, and then we'll try to go back out and see what happens. So I go back out. Now I'm on. Now I'm on number five. It's par three, about hundred and sixty yards. Right now, I've played this hole ten thousand times. It is a natural, easy eight iron in. That's all you gotta do. Just swing the eight iron and get there. I hit this tee shot, Fantone, <laughs> so bad that I ended up taking this club and smacking <laughs> the tee box like, dude, like four times. Where I had to remind myself in my head, dude. These were a thousand dollars, and if, if you bend this eight iron, you're in for a hundred dollar club for sure. What are you doing, like, dude? I almost threw a club into the wood. Like, I was like, <laughs> dude, I left. I was like, dude, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, I am like, I am going backwards now with this anger control. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it, and I, I think I figured it out. I think I know why I'm so mad. The Avengers made $800 million. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I am totally kidding. We are going to get into more of that a little later this uh, a little later this morning. I may have to walk back and admit that I was wrong. I don't know. I probably won't. But uh, we will get into that again this morning because I've taken so many emails about the Avengers. Apparently, I'm the only person in the country that does not like those movies. You're shot at $1,000 every single hour. First one right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock. 
1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition. We take a lot of emails here. Uh, from guys who uh, will complain about what it's like to like not be able to see their kids or feel right. like they spend a lot of money on like you know child support and it's not being you know uh, dispersed properly and like that whole kind of thing. So I'm very interested to ask Rob some questions about um, you know the challenges facing fathers in Stark County. As two dudes without baby mama drama, oh, I'm always hearing about ever. it. I mean, I yeah, all, I, I mean just constantly. It's like one of the number one things I think guys have a problem with. For sure. And you're right. Whether it's you know your 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 baby mom is not letting you see your kids. Um, maybe she's not using the 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 money in the correct way, or maybe. You're a father who hasn't necessarily been there for your kid, and you don't know how to take that first step into bridging that gap here. Hopefully, right. Rob can give some perspective on, like, all right, so. here's here's how we get things done. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. We'll talk to Rob coming up 9 o'clock this morning on the program. Tomorrow at 9, by the way, we'll have Albert Wooden in from uh, Save 22, that organization that helps raise awareness over the fact that 22 servicemen and women a day commit suicide. Um, they're doing a walk this coming Saturday. I'm taking part in that. We'll have Albert on the air tomorrow, 9 o'clock, to fill you in on that. Very excited to see Albert again. Yeah, good dude. Good dude, good interview, good times. Can't wait. Can't wait for Saturday, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, looking that. I'm not doing the hike like you, but I'm going to come cheer you on. Stansbury, I'll be in the section with a sign. Dude, I hear, dude they, cha- they keep changing the distance on me. The one guy was like, <laughs> dude, it's like five miles. Then the other guy was like, dude, they're lying. It's like six miles. Then the other guy was like, dude, they're both lying. It's like seven miles. So I can't tell. I'm like, dude, am I being like messed with? They're what, probably like, just going to keep taking you deeper and deeper into the woods, bro. Like, <laughs> What I'm worried is that I'm being hoodwinked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to tell Stansbury we think he's awesome. Then we're going to like take him out of the hike, and then all of a sudden he's going to turn around and be like, where'd everybody go? And then it's going to be like bars of soap in the pillowcase, and they're going to beat me. Like, I, that's what I'm terrified of. I am. I'm a little worried about it. So we'll talk to Albert Wooden tomorrow, 9 a.m. on the program. Looking forward to that one. Albert's a good dude. Good Save dude, 22, indeed. good organization. I indeed. like being involved with them. So I uh, I read this, and um, I, I don't know what to make of it, because I can see this being true, but with Reddit, you really never know. Reddit's like one of these sites where like listeners just kind of get together, or, or you, know, uh, you know, internet people just kind of get together and like, you know, trade war stories and the thing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I could see this being true, but I also could see a guy going, dude, if I write this, I know people are going to pick up on it, right? So basically what it is, is that he says his family, um, and there's no easy way to put this, poops big. Like they all do. It just runs okay. in the family, just right. monster dumps. Okay. And he says, it's probably genetic. It could be a little bit about the diet. <laughs> I was going to say, I think there's probably at least something to do with that. But but he said, everyone just has got like monster logs, is what he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if you're asking yourself the question, no, I do not feel like a grown-up right now. No, I do not. <laughs> monster logs. That's what he called it, monster logs, which I think is, is funny. It's that hilarious. Is funny, right? And he says, so much so. That you can't flush them sometimes. Now, I would imagine a lot of us have been there. It'll lay across the hole in the bottom of the, uh, of the toilet bowl there, and you're like, geez, how's that going to go? Like, what happens there? Now, sometimes you'll press, like, the flushing thing there, and you, it'll crack in half like the Titanic. <laughs> okay. And Rose goes down the hole. There she goes. See you later. End of the movie. You're dead. Chains at the bottom of the uh, of the ocean. I mean, even, even, even a footer, I mean, should be able to go down the toilet. I mean, you're going to occasionally deal with clogging issues, but usually that's toilet paper. So, I mean, for the most part, your turd should, should go down. 
So his family needed like a solution for this. It got that problematic for them that they that enough of his family he's claiming with the monster log issue <laughs> can't get them to go down. Okay. And it wasn't until he like went to college when he realized because he started talking about his life with other people because there are things in life that you think because it happens to you and everybody in your family that, that it's just like common. Oh, yeah. And until you get like real world perspective, you had no idea that wasn't a thing. Yeah, that happens. So he found out the hard way that not every family out there has. I can't believe I'm going to say this right now. A poop knife. What the family does, they go to the drawer. I would hope it's not still in the drawer. They have a knife that is dedicated to, like, saw the monster logs. <laughs> There's, like, sawing the monster logs in half with a poop knife. Now most, <laughs> now, most of Reddit, dear God, now most of Reddit was like, what in the hell are you talking about? But another guy was like, dude, my family wasn't that creative. We just used an old ruler. And like, <laughs> just kind of like stabbed her in half there. Just a little stab the monster log in half there. Well, yeah, you it, probably shouldn't need a knife. It should, like you shouldn't need like a blade for it. It should just cut in half. <laughs> I, I I would I would think you. I mean, dude, it's not like a, it's not a rusty soda can. You know, you shouldn't need the poop ginsu. You shouldn't need it, right? I don't think you need the poop ginsu. So I don't know why I'm going to ask you, but because it's only 627, allow me to. <laughs> How often is it where you got to like saw a monster log? Because here's the thing. I thought about you right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, Fantone once upon a time told us on the program that you will poop. What, six times a day? Oh, dude, yeah. I'm a heavy pooper, man. I'm pooping all the time. Like, before, so probably less logs and like... Before the end of the broadcast, I can tell you I will poop here three times. How many times have you gone this morning? Um, Once so far. I, at, bet, you, I bet you three before 10 at home. At home. At home. I so have you, not pooped here yet, and it's 6.30, and honestly, I kind of feel a little bit. Had a cup of coffee going in me. I'm like, rumble. all right, we'll make it happen. Um, I, Now, listen, I, I certainly, I, I, I will even say I pride myself on uh, at times for being a big crapper. Like, there's no doubt about that. But, dude, I have never, never had to chop one in half. All right, I was concerned about you. Okay. for the Because, again, some people might not know Fantone's six seven, right? So I wasn't sure. Like, do you just naturally big guy, big craps? Right, <laughs> right. Well, I, I do think that's at least a part of it. Size wise, you're probably going to be a bigger person. You're probably going to dump it out a little bit more. I thought, and I'm going to have to imagine that this guy and his family probably bigger people. And if if like if you remember back to being like a teenage boy with your brother in the craps you guys were taking back then, just because, dude, just yeah. that steady diet of pizza rolls and, and, and pop. You know what I'm saying? Like there there was there was definitely times we were a one bathroom house too oh, God. oh it was bad dude i mean it was bad like if my brother was in there doing damage you know what, what, what am i supposed to do but i i can never think i can remember massive toilet clogs maybe we should have had a crap knife but i can never i can never think of a time that i had to chop one in half all right i have all right tell me about it all right <laughs> now i am going to tell a story that nobody has ever heard okay right now okay and there's a good reason, because it's talking about knocking a turd in half so you can get it to go down a toilet. That's why you don't tell anybody about it, right? That's because... Yeah. So, 
I'm hoping that a very good friend of mine, my buddy Nick, is not listening to the radio right now. And Nick, if you are, turn off the radio right now because you are going to be bummed out when you hear this story. So this goes all the way back to when I was, we were kids. Like we might have been like, I don't know, 14. I think this is before I could drive, right? And my buddy Nick lived right down the street from me. We, you know, we grew up together. And I was in his bathroom in, in the downstairs of his apartment. And, uh, I, you know, so there I am, I'm, I'm like dumping out and I see it because everybody turns and does the look and like, look at how impressive I am. Right. And yeah. I can see it. It's like, dude, that thing's massive. Okay. So I'm worried about how things are going down. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. This isn't my bathroom. I'm not at home. I'm worried about what's going to happen here. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, you know what your toilet can handle. You can't necessarily, you don't know what other what's people's toilets can handle. Like, and that's the two, man. Dude, if you have one of those low flow toilets, I get it. We're trying to save the environment. We're trying to make the world a greener place. I'm also but, trying to flush exactly, dirt. Exactly, <laughs> dude. We need to have enough power for that. So there I am and I don't know what to do, right? Now, he's still upstairs in the bedroom or whatever, so like I'm on the first floor of this apartment all by myself, right? So I walk out of the, like, I was like, well, it's not going to go down. Like, I I can tell, like, I tried it, and it's just sitting there, like, just, like, hovering over that hole, right? (laughs) So I walked out of the bathroom, and I'm still not finished, obviously, yet, right? And, because, but I knew he was upstairs, so I grab one of his loafers, and I, (laughs) and I, (laughs) I grab one of his boat shoes, dude, and I just stab that monster log in half, dude, and flush that thing down. And literally, I have been friends with Nick since the eighth grade, dude. I have been friends. Dude, we lived together in California for a while when we were in our early 20s. I have known that dude forever. He doesn't know this story. Shh. Nobody tell Nick Saverna. Shh. Don't tell him, dude. I've held that secret since the eighth grade, man. None of you rat me out. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Joe, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll hook you up with $1,000 coming up at 710 this morning. Uh, a few months ago, actually in just about a few, it was uh, early March. We took an email here from a listener who had, I don't want to say a complaint about the program, but he just wanted to point something out. Okay. And you and I, Fantone, will will tell people that they should, as often as they possibly can, or at least once a year, you should tour the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That it is the attraction for Stark County. And I don't think most people, and myself included, really stop and think about the economic reach of that place and what it would be without it here. Um, And I think it's massive. Oh, I think it's massive. Undeniably massive and will only continue to be more and more massive. Um, Yeah, I think local support for something that really is the economic backbone of the region. I don't think that's out of out of of line to to, be a proponent for. Yeah, I think that's okay. And so he had sent us an email in March talking about why he is a Stark County resident and why he doesn't go. Okay. And ultimately, he thinks sports are kind of stupid. So if you're not a sports person, I guess I kind of can understand that. Like, if you're just not into sports, you're just not into them. Yeah, yeah, I I, I understand that. I, I hope you support in some other way. But, like, and I think that's kind of the greater point that I was trying to make is even if you're not a huge football fan, huge sports fan, it's still a big deal. But, oh, okay. It's a big deal to your town. Okay. Right? Okay. Um. 
And so he had made, in this email he sent us in March, he had made the point that there should be like a military hall of fame. And that if there was one of those here, he would do it. And then he asked us this question. If it was a figure skating hall of fame, would we be as adamant about people going? And I said, well, I would be less enthusiastic about it, but I would still want people to go and do it because it's still an attraction that's driving people to come here. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we are unbelievably lucky. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's right. Literally any other Hall of Fame would be like, eh, okay, yeah, the Badminton Hall of Fame, the, 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 the whatever Hall of Fame, but this is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, yeah, point, but okay. I do get lucky in the fact that it's football and it's something I do like, right? right? I also think it's not not think I know that building being open is the reason why there is a live morning show on Rock 1069. Yes. There's yes. without a doubt. That's the sole reason. If that thing wasn't here, this dude, this, I'm telling you right now, if the Pro Football Hall of Fame wasn't on, you would be hearing Kid Chris out of Cincinnati right now. Yeah. That's what would be yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Bob and Tom would have some comedian on. And right. Tom wouldn't even be here. Bob, who knows? They're, they're, they're that's some exactly what would jokes. be happening okay. without right. that. So that's another reason why I'm like, dude, I love that place. Keep it yes. open, right? Yes. So it is a little self-serving, won't lie. So, and I remember you and I, after reading his email, we're like, all right, dude, a military hall of fame wouldn't be, a, a, you know, the, the worst idea in the world. A Medal of Honor recipient hall of fame, I don't hate it. No, I don't think either one of us were against it. I think my point that day was like, you, you, you can't. You can't just go to that automatically as like the hey, well your hall, the end of the your hall of fame sucks because it's not the military hall of fame. But like, yes, it it, it would. It, and truth be told, and maybe I'm a little bit ignorant for not knowing this, but like, is there like a military hall of fame somewhere? It's like DC or something. Well, so here's why I bring Sean back up. There was an envelope, a huge one, a big yellow envelope on my desk this morning when I got here, and all it said was on it was the Stansberry Show. And there was no return address, there was no postage, nothing. So he dropped it off here at the radio station. And inside of it was a typed two-page letter, okay? He says, I told you guys I won't visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame because I don't respect it, but I would visit the Medal of Honor Hall of Fame. Sansbury made a good point about me skipping to the end of the argument to win it by playing the military card. Actually, that was Phantom, but it is a great point. He says, I did use the Medal of Honor example to win the argument, but I have a lot of respect for the Medal of Honor recipients. I love how dedicated you guys are to vets, so I thought you might enjoy this book. And, dude, again, this letter is like two pages long. But, dude, he dropped off this book, the United States Army Heroes Medal of Honor, which I am assuming this is, like, every recipient of it ever. Because, I mean, dude, it's – I mean, dude, this book's like, I don't know, something like 700 pages long. And this guy took the time to not only send to bring this book here so we could read it, but dude, he put post-it notes on the pages where like that he felt like I should read. So he gave me Teddy Roosevelt, the only president to be awarded the Medal of Honor. So like that was one of the pages he had put it. You know, um Raymond Henry Cooley was another one, one of three still alive today. Like dude, I mean, he took the time to like really like kind of point all this stuff out and was like, dude, th- look, this is why we need this. And I still like I still think the Pro Football Hall of Fame is, some, is, is worth you going and totally checking out, and it's a necessary thing that we have here in Stark County. But I, the passion that this guy has for this being put on equal footing is impressive. It is. It's impressive. Um, there is an Ohio Military Hall of Fame. It is, there is. It is in the Mott's Museum exhibit in Groveport, Ohio. I don't know where Groveport is. I did not know that either, um, but there is an Ohio, t- an Ohio Military Hall of Fame. I don't know if there's like an official U.S. military hall of fame, and I kind of understand why. I mean, obviously, you know, with service to the country comes 
um, some level of accolades, some level of of recognition. But I can understand why dudes within the military wouldn't necessarily want to separate themselves from each other as like, well, no, this is the guy that does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I guess I'm not necessarily shocked to find that out. But there is an Ohio, and I don't know what the criteria are. I don't know what who decides or what this is. But in the Mott Museum exhibit in Groveport, Ohio, that is the permanent Ohio Military Hall of Fame exhibit right there. All right. Now, I again. That is something people should visit. That is something you should go and, and, and kind of pay attention to. Because I get what this guy's overall point is, which is we have hero worship for the wrong things in this country. That we worship LeBron James and wide receivers and this and that. But yet, you know, military members and cops and firefighters, we just don't even think about. He's right about the, the misplacement of hero worship in this country. I don't think you're going to ever change that, but... Um, but it is nice to be reminded of it. Yes, one hundred percent. I think the problem is, is I don't have an issue with people uh, holding athletes and actors and and, and musicians in, in high regard. It's it's not that you guys can't be up there. It's that there are other people that deserve to be up there on as well. equal footing. On equal footing, it. right? Right. That's it's it. not like oh, dude, we got to bring these liberal with these, these liberal Hollywood elites down. It's no, there there should be more attention paid to stuff like this. I, unquestionably, I absolutely agree. We'll leave this book in the studio. I'm actually interested to get Albert Wooden's take tomorrow, as Albert Wooden from Safe Twenty Two will be on the air with us nine o'clock tomorrow. Coming up at nine o'clock today, however, we'll talk to Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition, and we'll get. You and we'll get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Hook you up with $1,000 here momentarily. You'll get your next keyword. You'll text it in. You'll have money. Must be nice. Need that money. It'd be nice. Tommy and Gina need that money, too. Yeah, Phantom was like, dude, I don't get this living on a prayer song. I don't get it. He's like, what are they doing? Just complaining about having jobs? I mean, honestly, dude, Tommy and Gina, they both got jobs. They're employed people. What else do you want in life? And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you make it or not. Should I it, matter. I think it matters a lot. Put a little bit of effort in there, Tommy. Put that guitar down. Get back to the docks. I, th- I think it matters a lot whether or not you make it. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes we take a magnifying glass and examine the song lyrics a little too much. Often. We don't have anything else going on. What are we doing? No. It's not like you want to listen. <laughs> like, not a prayer. You know what I mean? You're not like you're not, you're not digesting. Is like man, crank that. I uh, I saw this yesterday. People are going to be excited about it, and I think it's dumb. All right, it's not Avengers. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I, I was going to say, here we go. It's it's not the Avengers, but right. but it, I saw this. People are pumped, and I think it's the dumbest thing in the world because of how much stuff they've already screwed up. Taking this on seems crazy. All right. But Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said in a meeting this week with media executives that his company has begun to implement a system of ranking news organizations by level of trust. I think this should already have happened. I think this should have already been a part of things. But at this point, we're so far deep into this rabbit hole. No way this ends well. No way. There's a lot going on here, but I, I I want to read you this next sentence, which then tells me that there's absolutely no reason to, to do this whatsoever. Okay. They are going to rank news organizations by level of trust, relying on user surveys to determine which news sources are broadly trusted. What in the world would I want a user survey list of, of you know what they're going to be? I They're going to be the extreme sites. Is what's going to happen is because that's what that's what breaks through. 
I guarantee you the Daily Wire will be huge on this. And whatever the equivalent on like the left side of politics of the Daily Wire is, I'm sure there's one. I'm, I'm failing to think of it right now. I was going to say, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some people who are like, it's CNN. Um, no, but, but that's but, not what I mean. But, but uh, there really is not, I feel like uh, there is not necessarily that counter of the Pops info wars. I mean, do you feel like that's on the same level? Um, I don't. I feel like there's a little bit of, and the reason, a part of the reason I don't why know about that one. is I think the Young Turks. I, 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 that's maybe the one, and that's kind of a stretch. I feel like I think if you ask most people about Infowars, they'd probably know that it existed. Young Turks probably like what? What, what are you talking I about? I think you got to be in the know to know the Young Turks. I think that is true. Um, but 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 I think a part of the reason that it goes back to like AM radio is because like conservative talk has long been a thing. It's it, it's ingrained. It has for ever been there and I think that's why like Infowars, Alex Jones and Ben Shapiro and those types of podcasts have really taken off is because that audience already knew how to consume that. They already knew like yo we've been listening to Rush for years. We've been listening to Glenn Beck for years. We've been doing this for years where I think with a lot of this for the left side of things it necessarily that groundwork wasn't laid. I mean who was like the first guys to do that like Mark Maron and um, I I know was like one of the first like left guys to get out there and kind of like do his own thing. Oh, Dennis Miller's a conservative, so that won't work. I think there's, um, but I think it's going to be the extremist sites. I really do. I don't think people, uh, and here's, here's what's crazy. Who does do this? Because no matter who puts this list together, they have an agenda. Yeah. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you keep following the money up the chain. Everything's owned by a corporate company, and sooner or later, they're going to be like, "Dude, you can't demonize our news source." Right, 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 right. This is our so, branch. You can't who do, do I that. Try? This is what I always say when people go, "No, Snopes says it's not true." And it's like, "Well, who's policing Snopes? <laughs> like who? Like who's making sure they're telling me what's true?" Well, I mean, luckily, with a lot of the fact checkers, they give you the source information, and that's really where I stand. Before I start believing you, is are you giving me sources or are you just telling me? Hey, things? someone said right. right. There's there's a huge difference right there, and giving me the availability to go to the actual like, hey, this is the transcript of what was said, or this is the audio of what was said, as opposed to you recapping it for me. That's where I'm much more to be like, okay, this is why I trust you is because you are giving. Me this. this to me, Facebook trying to like come up with the list of the most trustworthy news sources, and again using user surveys to put it together, which is wildly, I, 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 I think, dangerous. Who's going to take that survey? The most extremes, exactly. That's right. who's going to take that survey. Exactly. Common right. sense people are going to be like, no, dude, I've got things going on in this my life. This is confirmation bias, and ultimately, what this is is this is trying to correct the fact that they themselves, Facebook, are suffering a trust issue with their user because you've been exploited. They found out all your data went out there. We read the thing online. Fantone and I both got the letter from Mark Zuckerberg on our Facebook account. I think they're suffering a trust issue, and they're looking to divert that attention to here's who you can trust for information. And, dude, the Cambridge Analytica thing is what led to this, right? Had to have been. Oh, yes. I mean, there's been a million little cuts along the way that have led to this point. But, like, yes, that was definitely the the kick in the pants that kind of pushed, pushed you know, Facebook into action here. I would think so, sure. I, I, I really do want 
America to have a new and, you know, kind of emphasized focus on facts, on getting things correct, on caring and, and, and making sure what we hear and believe and think is true. I just don't know how to get there now. I feel like we're almost too far down this rabbit hole. It's a new era of information because of the digital revolution. And like, how how do we take... I, I, I trust in the media and how do we take like uh, like people not being able just listening in an echo chamber and how do we take people who are, are are essentially saying the earth is flat and how do we like show those people like no you you're not you're not using legit sources you're not you know you, you, you're 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 just saying what you want to hear over and over again I don't know where that solution is and I don't think Facebook is the answer I cannot tell you off the top of my head who I believe to be the most credible news source is. Like, NPR is probably going to be my answer. If I really sit down and think about it, that's probably going to be my answer. But the amount of times that I will walk out of this studio, walk into my office that I share with two other people, and there's a TV in there, we got cable and the whole thing, right? The amount of times I walk in there and MSNBC is on, and the amount of misinformation and factually incorrect things I hear coming out of Hallie Jackson's mouth, it's Every day she's wrong. Every day I hear misinformation and twisting of facts and all and narrative and all this stuff. It's like I don't even know who does the news anymore. Everybody's always like, well, like yesterday. Here's a headline from a news source yesterday. Mike Pence did something dumb. That was a headline I, from what used to be a trusted news source. They're not even trying anymore. I think that, especially with like the major media, and I'm talking MSNBC, I'm talking Fox News, CBS, I'm talking all, all of the major corporations of media right there. I mean, I think those are all in their own right respected. And I'm saying even Fox News, I'm saying even CNN, I'm saying all these things are in their own right respected, but you can't just look at it as your one and only stop of information. No. I think that's where the problem is, is you watch one over the other or really one over, or even if you're watching, even if you're watching CNN and Fox, I mean, like you have to look deeper into things. You can't just let it be like, well, that's what Jake Tapper said. Therefore, that's the end of my conversation. But at the end of the day, who's got more than a half an hour to watch the news? Lester Holt told me this. Okay. That is, that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah. It's easy for you and I because we have the opportunity and we have the job where it's important for We're us supposed to, do, to it. do it. Right. Right. But like for most people, it's like, dude, I, I don't have time for this. Just trying to get the kids to baseball practice. Right. 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 That, I mean, that's it. I mean, do most people are living life. Like right. they're just trying to get through their day and, and get through their kids' lives. That's absolutely true. It's just, I don't even. All right. Here's what I will say leave credible out of it. Who is the most unbiased news source? That is just trying to inform me versus this is the way you should think. This is the agenda I'm pushing. It's rare, right? I mean, you can definitely say that like AP articles are probably as, as, as unbiased as you can come. It seems like those are just the facts. It's probably right. I know, I know you're going to say, well, like who, who's running them? I always feel like at least with Snopes, they kind of give you like, hey, this is what people are saying. And That's here's, true. And no, here's the information true. with it. Like, so, and I know people are always like, well, that's just a liberal organization. Tell me, I am begging you what you view as the reputable fact checking organization as a conservative. Tell me which one you believe in. And we'll start and looking I'll do at it. it. And dude, I swear to you, I will embrace it, but like, I'm like, all right, fact checker. No, that's liberal. PolitiFact. No, that's liberal. All right, well, Snopes. No, that's liberal. I'm like, all right, well, what, what do you have for me? Give me something that I can count on. Well, you could make the argument that the kind of people who are going to be fact checkers might be liberal people. You can make the argument that that's that that, that may, now I know conservatives are going to lose their mind at that. That that that, that yeah, I was going to say, well, then let's get more fact checking going on. I, I, like, I, I, I think I, I think you could make that argument. 
I, I really could. Now, I don't know that. I just maybe that's the way it feels to me. I, that, and again, I'm not giving you a fact. I'm just giving you how maybe it feels to me. I just think Facebook doing this and again using end user surveys to put it together is ridiculous. I already know what the idiots on Facebook think is credible. They show me by how many times they hit the share button. I don't need to know what they think is credible because they're not even close. Your next shot at $1,000 is right next. 9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Um, I don't care at all. Okay? But our boss just came in here and handed Fantone tickets to the Indians game today and didn't even say hello to me. Now, he's been pissed at me for mm-hmm. like a week. Mm-hmm. And so this is him trying to piss me off. You guys, yeah, have definitely had your issues over the past a month, but like the week for sure. This week for sure. Oh, it's been a week where it's been tense. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to take those tickets from um, Dude, he wants Facebook Live videos all the time, right? So me lighting those on fire in the studio, and I'll tag KDD in it. How about that? I don't even know. I mean, like, he was just... Yesterday, he sent me a text. like, hey, you want to go to the Indians game? And I was like, I, I, I guess. I don't have anything going on tomorrow, 1 o'clock. And he was like, all right, I'll get your tickets. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's trying to piss me off. And why? <laughs> like, why? Like, what I, is I mean, he doing? Dude, what a little kid move. <laughs> like, what a 10-year-old boy move. And, like, I understand yeah, you're passive aggressive you're gonna he have is, issues dude. with you're gonna have issues with other people but like dude don't 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 try to drive a wedge between us right now like we're the one good thing going right now like dude what are you what are you doing that for i can see right through it dude i you know why because dude it's almost as see-through as that greasy bag you eat out of every morning <laughs> he had two of them this morning by the way I'm two sure bags in the studio i'm sure he did one for each k <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure all right, this broke yesterday a little bit, maybe even a little bit the day before, and people are losing their minds, and this is one of those things where I have to pretend like I care about this because I don't at all. Like, I don't see this at all. all right. Now, I do think it's dumb, and I do think that this is not what I would have done, but ultimately, because they're doing it, I, my life is not going to be any different, so I don't really care, okay? okay? But for 108 years... The Boy Scouts of America's flagship program has been known simply as the Boy Scouts. Now, there was the Girl Scouts then got added. There's the Cub Scouts. There's all that stuff, right? So now the story breaking. Are those all under one umbrella? Under all the Boy Scouts, Scouts yeah. Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, as far all as that I stuff read. is under the scouting umbrella. I didn't do this as a kid, so Me I'm either. very like, I don't, I don't know what this stuff is. Really wasn't allowed to be in the Scouts. My parents were like, dude, I'm not sending my kid into the woods with strange dudes. That's not happening. Okay. Like that, we're not doing that. Okay. Right? And so it wasn't really like a part of my life either. But now what they're going to do is they're allowing girls to enter the Boy Scouts because that's what today is. Today is about breaking things down. And that, by the way, that's what this is about. It's not about equality. It's about destruction. It's about it's about taking things down and creating a new version of stuff. It's not about equality. It's about destroying things that are in place and them showing you the power they have to destroy things. That's what this is all about. All right. That's I maintain. That's what that's all these people want is destruction. They and they come under uh, under the cloak of equality and, you know, togetherness. When in reality, dude, they don't want anywhere near anything of that. All right. So now they're going to change this and they are going to be the Scouts BSA. Now, I would assume BSA is Boy Scouts America. Right. So if we're throwing young women into this girls into this, then why not change it to the Scouts of America? Right? 
Scouts of America. Now, I here's where I, this is where I wanted to say this about this this morning. Again, I don't care. I don't have kids. I don't care what they call it. I don't care who gets to do what or what badge you get for doing this. I think it's all kind of stupid. I don't really care. Okay, but what I will say is that in your development as a young person, adolescent to early teen, that whole thing, that I think it is important for the sexes to be separated at times and to do things without the other sex. Especially, dude, when I'm reading that the, 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 the Boy Scouts are from ages 11 to 17. You are girl crazy in the middle of those years. Right. So I don't think it's a terrible idea, not necessarily with schools, but for extracurricular programs to say what we're going to do is we're going to separate the sexes and boys are going to learn how to be men through this. And young women will learn how to be women. And we're going to keep these things a little bit separate because ultimately they are separate. And you know what's going to happen down the road in this. Right. You know, dude, you can see the end of the page. Right. What's going to happen is there will be a camping trip and a 17-year-old boy is going to molest an 11-year-old girl and everybody's going to go, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. Now, uh, as far as I can tell here, that girls, Boy Scouts will still be a thing. Girl Scouts will still be a thing until they reach 11 because at that point, Girl Scouts really don't have an opportunity to move further in scouting because Girl Scouts are done at that point. You oh, know I how, didn't know that. As you move into like an Eagle Scout as a boy, I don't think there's an equivalent for that. And this is what I'm reading from ABC.com. And that's why the girls will now have the opportunity to advance into the highest rank Eagle Scout. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, All like, right. it's not, it's not, and, 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 and the parent organization will still remain Boy Scouts of America. The Cub Scouts will keep its title as well. So, like, I know this seems like, but I, I don't think this is what everyone's making it out to be. I think this is, we don't have an answer for, like, okay, well, what does a 12 year old girl do who wants to further her scouting career here? Because she should have the opportunity to, right? I mean,. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a reason not why not if she wants to do it. I just don't know why we couldn't have created a. I just I think it's okay to separate boys and girls and have them doing things away from one another because I ultimately here's what we know about growing up in your hormones. Isn't your concentration better when you're not surrounded by the thing that could, the only thing that you want to concentrate on? Now, as as Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts as it still exists, I mean, like, is that really getting taken away? I don't know if it's getting taken away. I think, well, not today. It's not. So should it be only be boys' math classes and girls' math classes because we can't keep our penises in our hand out of no, our hands? And, like you I know said, what I mean? Like I said, I, I don't want to go so far as to be because again, you as a young adolescent, you as as a person growing up, you need to learn how to control y- y- your mind and things like that. So I'm not. No, I I don't want to segregate schools. I don't want to go that far. But I don't think that there's a see. The problem is, is that I think there's people out there who think it's a problem to have boy only clubs and female only I don't think that's a problem I think it's probably a good idea that there are differences in these sexes no matter what Portland tries to tell you that men and women are different you develop differently and I always notice this Portland never wants to admit that they never want to walk back that that women mature earlier than men you notice that they always want to knock down there's no difference between the sexes but then when you bring that one up they go well no that one's true well that is a difference in the sexes so then also you agree that there are differences we just disagree on how many that's fine but there are differences between the two and i think it's perfectly okay to have groups that that are hyper focused on each you know what i mean again this is not something you're required to do 
So again, school required. So like segregating people, making them different. That dude, it opens the floodgates to to segregate other things, and and that I don't want. But for a program like this, I'm perfectly okay with them saying, no, dude, I don't want my 12 year old daughter going into the woods with a 15 year old boy. Now, obvi- it's not crazy. Well, right, but I mean, like, there's other things other than camping and scouting. You are okay with your 12 year old daughter doing a a a community service project with a 15 year old sure. boy, right? So, like, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Is like, yes, we can point to it and say, like, well, we can't let them in the same tents. Okay, I, I don't think that's been a, a problem so far. I don't think that's been proposed. I think all they're doing is saying, like, okay, once we get to a certain age where girls no longer have the opportunity to be a part of this, that's what we're changing. Well, that, but that's what I don't understand. Then why didn't we not just create Create the female version of this. Why does it have to be? And this is why. This is why. Because that's too easy. And that doesn't feel like a win. If they make you change who you are, then they win. And that's all these people who want change want. They don't want the change. They don't care about being inclusive. This isn't about being together. This is about forcing you to do what they want you to do. What's what's the ultimate win here? Is that that they got what they wanted? Is that it, they get what they wanted. That no, and that's, th- all, and that's their only goal was I just believe, to show that I did this and, and I, I did believe this. that that's what that's what most activists want is they want the satisfaction of knowing that they cried long and hard enough and forced a change that you didn't really want. Nobody, dude. Most of these things are not be- about being inclusive. It's about destroying something that was already there. It's about destruction. It's about forcing you to do something you did not want to do, and they get off on it. This is why. I've been harping about Matt Groening with the Simpsons. That's why I've been harping on other things. It's like, dude, it's sooner or later, people have got to dig their heels in and say, no, you are not forcing me to this place of sanitation. We are not doing that. And to, and to deny the fact that there are differences in the sexes is lunacy. It's crazy. There are massive differences in the sexes, including the one I already mentioned, which is young women mature faster than boys. But they never want to give that one up. I find that to be very, very interesting. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Pass out another $1,000 coming out. 810 this morning. We'll also talk to Rob Pearson from the Star, uh, Stark County Fathers Coalition. We'll do that coming up at 9 o'clock. Find out uh, what the big challenge is for fathers in the area. are. On both sides, it be interesting. Um... I told this story to start the, the show out this morning, but I have to tell it again because it goes into what we're talking about. Was it the one with the poop knife? No, no, no. No, no it's no. not the one where you break the turtle up with the guy's shoe? <laughs> Podcast at WRQK.com. No, I'm not telling that one again. But yesterday, I went out and I played some golf with my buddy Mike Teppi, and uh, I didn't play well at all, like not well at all, but I had one swing that was great. And I hit a ball. He claims it was 310. I had it at like 305, but he had it at 310. And it was a monster drive. And this new driver I bought is long. Everybody that I've allowed to hit it hits it. Uh, like my buddy Seth is a really long hitter. He hit it on Friday night. was like, dude, I'm buying one of those things tomorrow. Um, I got a Titleist uh, 917D2 for golfers out there if you're interested. But I posted about this, right? When you let it rip, did you know it was going? As soon as I hit it. You knew it was flying. Before I even, like, so when you go, like, you come down through your swing, mm-hmm. and you hit the ball, and your head's still down, like, looking down at the ground before you, like, as I hit the ball with the club head, I knew. I was you like, knew that, that ball's gone. Okay. Like, you can tell early. It's like, okay. yep, that one's long. And so, when it left, I knew. And so, I posted about this on Facebook because I was pretty happy about it, right? And 
Then it gave people the opportunity to jump up and down on me who have been waiting for it. Here we go. And one of these guys, his name is Bob, who's been furious with me for like the last week because I don't like the Avengers movies. Bob's mess, or upset about the Avengers, okay. Yeah. So people then started commenting on this post. Bob's one of them. I'm glad you took the time out of bashing great movies to do something else. Brett is another one. Brent, sorry. It's karma for S-talking Infinity War. And so then I just wrote back to him. I was like, worth it. Uh-oh. Worth it. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, dude. He's like, I, he's like, you know, I, he's like, I don't understand why you have to hate it so much. First of all, nobody hates it. I haven't even seen it. It's not that I hate it. It's that I hated the first two because they were long and I find them to be boring. I like dialogue and there's not a ton of that. People are like, no, the story's intricate. Yeah, but I don't care about the story is my point. I don't care. And again, I'm going to go back to this again. People are like, you just hate everything. No, I don't. Kodachrome, Underworld, Inc., and Bobby Kennedy for President. All of them are on Netflix, and all three were excellent. One's a show. Underworld, Inc. is a show about, like, the Underworld Society. You know, one of them's on, like, you know, fake watches. The other one's on, like, drug dealing. One's on, you know what I mean? But, like, all three of those things are dialogue-based, and they were all excellent. So I don't just hate everything. I just, sometimes I don't love the super popular thing. Right now, the other day, people were like, well, Infinity War must be good. Look how much money it made. And I made the argument. Okay, well, does that mean Nickelback's good? Because you always tell me that they're not. So does that mean Nickelback's good? Were the Spice Girls really good? Because they they made a ton of money. See what I'm saying? But I do got to give credit where credit is due here. And I don't want to, because honestly, there is a little bit of me that's been loving how much I'm pissing off grown men who get this mad. Somebody doesn't like the same movie you like. Like, dude, seriously, grow up. As a guy who has Star Wars things in his house, you need to grow up. Here's the thing. Like, Solo's coming out this month, May 25th, my birthday, as a matter of fact, right? If I like it and you don't, I don't care. I don't need you to like the same things as I like. As a matter of fact, I like it more when I like things other people don't. Why do I Why do I have to like this movie in order for you to, like, I don't get... Glad you took your time out of bunch of good movies. Dude, imagine taking a movie this seriously. This seriously. Now, I got to give the movie credit in this. Is that it has surpassed $800 million worldwide. $800 million. That's massive. It's a lot of cash that right That is massive. Been out for a week? Less than a week? I think Friday will less. be a week? Or was it a week, was it a week ago today? I was about, maybe probably a week ago. It topped 300 million in the U.S. in its first five days. The film opened. Oh no, I'm sorry. It opens today in Russia, in May 11th in China. So watch more money come. Oh, it's not even open in China yet, and it's already no. made 800 million dollars, yeah. dude. Dude, that's gonna make another billion dollars in China. That that will make, if not a billion, another 800 million, 500 plus for sure. It's China. It's the biggest. It's the biggest market in the world. I. Yeah, but aren't they going to have enough illegal streams of it by by May 11? I mean, dude, you're talking another week. I don't know. I don't know what the what the um why a week plus. I mean, you would think that like, yo, you want to get it out in the world as quickly as humanly possible. If it's a day, I get it, but like a week, I don't know why you're waiting so long, but at the end of the day, dude, the availability for people to go see this movie in theaters, I'm telling you right now, this 800 million just to start for this. So, as I'm always called a a hater of things, watch now as I prove to you once again that I am not. So I am a fan of the Star Wars franchise, right? 
Ultimately, though, I do say, and I have said for months now, that you could just take Empire Strikes Back, take the other eight movies, and throw them in the trash. It wouldn't matter. It really wouldn't. The only reason you need A New Hope is because it sets up Empire Strikes Back. That's it. Outside of that, it was, I mean, dude, it was a great movie in its time. Legendary spawned a genre, that whole thing, yes. But when you go back and watch it now, it's not that good. It sets up Empire. That's the only reason you like it. Jedi was a complete waste. Throw it away. And the, the Force Awakens was a cool reboot. That's what I said about it. It's not a great standalone movie. It was a cool reboot. Rogue One, people gave way too much credit. It was good, not great. Let's be honest. Good, not great. Okay? So, what I will say is Solo's coming out at the end of this month. This is the movie I've been waiting for since Empire Strikes Back. Honestly, this is the movie I've been waiting for. It will. I don't believe it will do $800 million this fast. I don't even know if it will do $800 million globally. It might not. I think probably. I don't. I'd have to look at what the numbers of like the Last Jedi were globally. I don't know what those. I don't know what that answer is. I bet it'll be on par with whatever that was. And the Last Jedi, by the way, as a Star Wars fan, was horrific. It was horrific. I watched it again over this last weekend at my house. It was terrible. That movie sucks. Last Jedi, six hundred twenty million dollars. So there you go. So uh, Infinity Total. War, well past it well already. Well past it, and it's early on. It's a week in. Yeah, that's, I mean, dude, that's before China opened up. Yeah, exactly right. Solo's not going to do that kind of money. I will admit the Avengers will do better in the box. See, a hater, what a, this is the difference. A hater will just sit here and tell you factually incorrect stuff because they want to believe that it's true. They're, they're looking just to hate on the thing you like. I'm just an opinion guy who doesn't think the movies are all that entertaining for him. Doesn't mean they're bad for you. It means they're bad for me. And they are lousy for me. That's it. But I don't understand grown men who get so mad about the fact that I disagree with you on a movie, bro. Do you need to examine your life? For real. Like you do. Like you need to rethink a lot of the stuff you got going on. The NFL suffering another black eye yet again. We'll give you that. And your shot at $1,000 all next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. Should let you know this, though. Canton Police on the lookout for a missing person, a white female. She's about five foot six, weighs 105 pounds, hair is brown, eyes are brown. She's 17 years old. Her name is Madison Whitney Babix, I believe is her last name. Obviously, if you have any information whatsoever, you should call the Canton Police Department at 330-649-5800. Again, that number, 330-649-5800. Hopefully, we can find Madison Babix and return her home to her parents, who I'm sure are beside themselves. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, somebody out there knows something, say something. I would think. The NFL now facing another black eye, this time not necessarily over the entire organization, but over one of its franchises. And it's time to rethink something that the NFL does. Okay. It is time. Um, and I think ultimately my opinion is is that it's sad that it's going to have to come to this, but it is going to have to come to this. You, uh, you know, obviously somebody who's kind of stood on the side of the NFL through some things sound like you're about to sit the NFL over your knee here. So, all right, what, uh, what, what, what's happening? Um, not so much because again, this was one of their franchises and they can't be held responsible for everything that the 32 teams do on any given day, but there is something you can do here to end this kind of stuff. 
And it's unfortunate, but you're going to have to do it. With that thought of, well, it was just one franchise, isn't the over, overwhelming body, the, the governing body, kind of the thing that gets set? Because, like, yes, Rock 1069 certainly one of the franchises of iHeartRadio, but it's going to have to deal with the headache. You know, there's a franchise of Wendy's downtown, but, like, yes. it, you know what I mean? Like, so. It, it, it comes okay. with the territory. Okay. For sure it does. Okay. And we're going to have to change something that, that the NFL does, which, by the way, not every franchise does it. Okay. So that's another thing that we're going to have to change. This is all about cheerleaders. Okay. Okay. Multiple now former Washington Redskins cheerleaders went on record with the New York Times and talked about a trip to Costa Rica in 2013 where they were allegedly required to be topless for a calendar shoot and Mm. then picked to be personal escorts. Okay. Now, the photo shoot was held at the adults only Occidental Grand Papagayo Resort. In Culebra Bay. Okay. I bet I'm not even close to any of those words. <laughs> I was going to say, just somewhere in the islands there. Now, these photographs, the topless photographs, were not going to be used in the calendar itself, but some of their cheerleaders were required to remove their shirts, again, according to them. Furthermore, then, Fantone, the team then invited an all-male contingent of sponsors and FedEx field suite holders to spectate, according to the New York Times. Now... FedEx field suite holders, that, I believe that's the field where the Redskins play. I believe mm-hmm. that's the name of their field, right? In another instance, the cheer squad's director told nine out of the 36 cheerleaders to be personal escorts at a nightclub handpicked by those male sponsors. Now, it does say sex was not part of that night, but they were there to be like dates, arm candy for these men. They said, so get back to your room and get ready is what they were told. Several of them began to cry, according to the New York Times report. And one of them says this. They were not putting a gun to our head, but it was mandatory for us to go. We were not asked. We were told. Other girls were devastated because they knew exactly what our cheer captain was doing. The cheerleaders' participation did not involve sex activity, like I said. But many cheerleaders said they felt uncomfortable and felt like the team was, quote, pimping us out. That is what they did. Yeah. If you force young women yeah. to go hang out with men they didn't want to hang out with yeah. on dates, essentially, you are pimping those women out and shame on you for doing it. Yeah. And you can say that, like, well, the sex wasn't, you know, a part of it. But like you tell me those guys, not one of those guys thought the, he was getting laid. All, all those dudes for thought sure. they were getting laid. For sure. All those dudes I have a penis. Did. I know how it goes. Right. We don't have money, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like all those rich ass dudes thought they were getting laid there. One of them says it's just not right to send cheerleaders out with strange men. When some of the girls clearly don't want to go. Yeah. But unfortunately, I feel like it won't change until something terrible happens. Like a girl is assaulted in some way. She's probably right. Okay. So here's my thing. I think it's sad that we're going to have to do this. But NFL, what are you doing? Just get rid of the cheerleaders. You've already got people arguing that when you come back from break, you sexualize them. You do all this stuff. You focus on their breasts and their asses with the video. What are you doing? We're, we're here now, dude. Like, just get rid of it. Just at, be done. At this point, what's the real win, win? of having cheerleaders? What like, what's win? what's the, like, all right, this is really what we need. The production value of games is already very high. You don't necessarily, like, 100 years ago, the NFL got started. Well, of course you needed some ladies out there drinking the pom-poms and because there was nothing else that they had going on. There's but fireworks dude, on sidelines. Yeah, you've got more than enough now to kind of make that up. I, I, I just, look, I think it's a little sad. I don't know, sad's probably too far. I think it's one of these things that ultimately I wish we didn't have to do, but if I'm the NFL, yeah. I'm cutting it off at the pass. Why am I creating this environment 
where I can have things like this happen. At least, at least, at least, I mean, if the NFL be savvy enough, like, what are you putting these women in contact with the public for? I mean, like, you can very easily have them come out on Sundays and stand down on the sidelines it's and not do even that. The public. It would be one thing if you had the cheer squad meet fans of the team. The, right. That's not what happened here. They met with financial donors to these suites, and guys thought they were going to be able to pay enough money to Get sleep laid. with yeah. one of the Redskins cheerleaders. I don't know what they're called. Right? They all got a name. Right? Now, I once upon a time shared a flight with a former. She has to be a former now because of how long ago this was. With a Raiderette. Okay, and I, I I remember when I sat down, she was all like raidered out in the plane. Of course, and I and I said to her, I was like, "Does your boyfriend play for the team or something?" And she was like, "No, no, no, I'm a raiderette." And you could tell it was like, "Oh yeah, well you're like smoking hot." And so there we were on like a four hour flight. Actually, we were both coming home from Vegas, and I you know I, I just started talking to her, and this was years and years ago now. But like some of the stuff she was just willing to tell me because I was a stranger on a plane, and she was killing time. Like of stuff that happens, like the groping and the talking to, and like, and especially, dude. Like I said, this was fifteen, probably over fifteen years ago when I had the conversation with her, dude. Imagine back then, oh, when nobody yeah. cared about anything, right? I mean, I just think just get out of the business. What do you do? Just get out of the business of it. Um, I, I know a couple of women who cheerlead. I guess I don't know if that's the if that's like their title or what. Um, but like, I mean, there, of course there is an implied sexual aspect of that job. Of a cheerleader? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like at the end of the day, yes, there is that. that Sex that, sells. That doesn't mean though that you as a fan can walk up, say something inappropriate, no. touch her, do anything no. like that. And that happens frequently. Don't I mean, touch that happens, creeps. that happens all the time. So just even from the perspective of like you as an organization trying to cover your own ass, making sure that you're not liable for putting your employee into a dangerous situation what what, 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 what are, are we doing why do we ha- why do we still have these what are you doing it's also a little weird that not every franchise does it right like isn't the nfl like wait a minute so now there's problems we you know we, we've heard this a couple wasn't it a couple of girls from another franchise the other day just like, it was a couple of months ago saints girls right the yeah, one girl got fired because she posted a bathing suit picture on her instagram and, and it's yet, like and you're sending me out to do bikini photo shoots and you know what i'm right. saying like what all this stuff is, especially in 2018, is an open door to controversy yeah. you don't want. So why not just get rid of it? Now, I know what the the easy answer is this, because people are going to bitch. Because people are going to talk about the sissification of the country, and people are going to complain, and they're going to go bloated and talk about what a big problem this is, even though it wouldn't be a big problem at the end of the day. Right. But what I would say to the NFL is, dude, that's going to be a story about three weeks. Yeah, you, dude, you weathered the, the, the kneeling during the National Anthem storm, dude. You weathered that. I think you can deal with the blowback from, well, there's no more cheerleaders on the sideline. Your line. players are getting hurt to the point to where they're killing people when their careers are done over the CTE. You're making You're it through that. You're going to be fine, guys. So I guess maybe that's maybe right. dude, maybe what we're doing is giving out reasons why you don't get rid of the cheerleaders. Like I who guess, cares, right? dude? Yeah, pimp them all out. We're the NFL. We're so powerful. We can do whatever <laughs> we want. I mean, maybe. I just I don't understand. Like if I was okay. Like if I was the Browns owner right now. Right. But we don't have cheerleaders. And no somebody way. said maybe we should do that. I'd be like, Dad, guys, are you Shut kidding up. me? 
Are you kidding me right now? There's absolutely no way I'm welcoming in that kind of drama. Bro, we'll go to Christie's. If you want to go to Christie's right now, we will go have lunch there. Well, but that, we're not pulling them out on the field. Like, that's what I didn't get. Like, that's another thing I didn't get. Why would you go to women who ultimately, at the end of the day, kind of work for you? I, they're contractors. You can get right. I don't want to get caught up in language. But, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, they kind of work for they're you. They're employees, yeah. There are, dude, hoes are everywhere. In different area codes is what I've heard. Hoes are literally falling. Dude, sluts are everywhere. They are literally falling out of the sky. Why are you not just going to the local clubs and offering a girl, like, dude, here's 1500 Go out with this dude who owns this company for us, please. I'm telling you that Costa Rican or whatever, whatever, whatever this place was, I'm telling you the strip clubs there, A1. I'm telling you primo real estate right there. Yeah, go. I I know six girls in the Cleveland area that make money doing that. That just date rich dudes in Cleveland. In in the middle of the map, in the middle of nowhere, hoes are just making grips of money, dude, by just going out to date on dates with old dudes. You're telling me in Washington, D.C., you couldn't have found four strip clubs and taken out $1,000 a piece and been like, dude, just hang out with these dudes. Do those hoes would have done everything. We're going to the islands. Come on. Right. They would want to go. Why are you going to force women who don't? Just go find women who want to do this. How stupid do you have to be? Just get out of this business. I think it's just opening doors to too many problems. If you, if, for, if, if it were my business, I would get out of it, and I would get out of it right now. Your next shot at $1,000 is right now. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. National Concert Week continuing. We've got some killer tickets for you. We'll let you take your pick from some huge shows, including Event Sevenfold and Profits of Rage. I know Manson and uh, Zombie part of that as well. I know we have some Slayer tickets left. Mm-hmm. We'll t- let you take your pick there. And we'll do that around 8.45. And then coming up at 9 o'clock, we're going to talk to, I believe his name is Rob Pearson. Yes, Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition. And uh, he'll fill us in on some problems that uh, fathers in the area face. I know so many guys just feel like their hands are tied. Like, I literally sure. don't know what to do here. I'm trying to be a good dad. I'm trying to be in the you know the, the, the right man here, and they don't know how to do it. So hopefully Rob can give us uh, some perspective on that. The amount of emails I take a week, let's say a month, it's really a month, from guys who say, man, is there any way you can help me, man? I'm trying to see my kid, but my baby mama won't let me, and she's, you know, f- doing all this stuff, saying all these things, and I never know who to believe in those stories because you just never not, know, right? right? You know what I mean? Right. But it'll be interesting to talk to Rob Pearson from the Star County uh, Fathers Coalition about those kinds of issues and like what happens in, in those. I can't wait to do that. I'm pretty excited. All right. Um, I'm going to have to remind Fantone to stay calm. I can't. I, whatever it is, I can't calm down. I can't. It's not pro wrestling. All right, son of a bitch. Well, I'm not that excited. But you hate this double standard more than uh, any person I've ever met in my life. Here we go. And I'm not knocking you for it because ultimately this is one of those things I like about you. Um, that you are consistent here in this because i think a lot of people are not and this is a local story out of canton mckinley high school Mm -hmm. where a teacher is accused of having sex with multiple students again a star county grand jury has indicted teacher tiffany eichler i believe is how you pronounce her last name she's accused of having sex with multiple students at mckinley high school she was charged with three counts of sexual battery a third degree felony and she could face as much as 15 years in prison if convicted. The Canton Repository reports Eichler resigned from the district back uh, a couple of months ago in March and admitted 
to having sexual contact with the students back while talking to detectives. She also apparently gave one of them money for an antibiotic after he claimed he had an undisclosed illness. Ooh. Now, my guess is antibiotic. Oh, yeah. Then, then she gave him something, oh, right? Oh, yeah, dude. That sounds like gonorrhea to me. Sounds like burn when you pee. Oh, dude. You know, 100%. I don't want to think it's too funny because it's a kid in a high school. You know, we're in a local high school. In a local high school, and an adult gave it to him. So ultimately, at the end of the day, she is a predator. So there's not a lot to be funny there. Um, but again, this is one of those things that kind of sets you off because what happens is, is people are going to post this for sure now. Where was this teacher when I was in school? And here's what I will tell you. Like any other problem facing this country today that is overreported because of the amount of news outlets and Twitter and all these things that we have, this problem was alive and well when you were in high school. Yeah. If you didn't if you don't if you don't think that was happening, I mean throughout throughout history, yes, of course this has been happening. I went to Twinsburg High School. There was a kid who was about 2 years older than me. And a month after he graduated, he married one of his high school teachers. Now, what do you think was happening? You think maybe they were sleeping together the entire time he was in high school? My guess is probably, yeah. My brother slept with a high school high school teacher when he was in high school. As a matter of fact, he moved in with her without anybody knowing it. This stuff has been happening forever. I mean, forever this has been going on. But it's awful. It's awful. And as much as like when I was a when I was more juvenile, I'd be like, man, I wish I would have slept with a teacher and this and that. It like, and I get it, I get it, I get that's how guys are gonna think. Right. But I guarantee you, if your son came home, you would feel differently. Now I have said on this show before that, and I remember saying that I hate admitting it about myself, and I and I feel like I still feel the same way, and I hate to admit this about myself. But I would be more, I would be upset at both, but I would be more upset for some reason that if a male teacher took advantage of my female child versus if my male child had sex with a female teacher, I would feel differently about that. I would be upset about both. More about one. It, it, it goes to the concept of like when it comes to sex, men can't be victimized, which is of course ridiculous, crazy. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, how many times? Well, like can't rape the women, man. Oh, I'm a man. I'm a dude. I'm a blub. And it's like, all right, guys. Um, but when it comes down to it, both whether it's your male child and a female teacher, or your female child and, and a male teacher, or <gasps> your male child and a male teacher, those kids are all victims. Those kids are. All victims. If yes. you as a no, child have had sexual contact with an adult, even if you think it's consensual, even if down at, at your core you are consenting to this, you are a victim in that. You have been you you have been victimized by a predator. Yeah, because do you really know what you're consenting to? You don't really know. You can't sign a contract. We don't let you sign a contract. We won't let you get a credit card. I mean, we 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 know your penis is saying yes. But, like, your mind, however, although you think developed and ready to make this decision, like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about right here. Right. I lost my virginity at 14. Right. As I sit here as a 40, well, will be 42-year-old man at the end of this month, I wish that wasn't true. Now, I had sex with a willing participant of my same age. But yet, here as I sit as a man, I think that that was a poor decision on my behalf to lose my virginity that early. So if I can rethink that about somebody who was in my same age group, how are people who are sleeping with people 20 years older than them when they're in high school not going to experience that same sort of thought? 
I, 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 I'd love to know what school boards, what superintendents, what principals, what education, people who educate educators are doing about this right now. Um, you, a good question. you are leaving people in, in, in compromised situations. You yes. are, you are putting predators into a target rich environment. And I don't know, because here's the thing is, I don't know if this teacher, like, like there's sometimes where it's like, like you, you see, and it's probably this shouldn't be the way it is, but like we've brought this up before where if you're like a man doing like uh, kid songs, everyone looks at you like, oh man, you could be like a, you could be a kid toucher. You could be a predator over there. Yes. Nobody's looking at women going into high schools to teach is like, oh, you potentially could be Strolling. a predator. Right. You're not looking at them as that. And I don't know if they go into the education field knowing, hey, I'm going to have un, un, unrestrained access to young D, but like... Somewhere along the line, these people are deciding that their morals be damned, that their that their careers be damned, that their futures, their families, all these things be damned, so that they can have sex with students. And and, and somewhere along the line, I mean, I'm not saying it's like McKinley's responsibility here, but you have to protect these kids. And I I don't know how to do it. Here's where I get caught up in this, and we'll, we'll deal with the sex part, the sex angle. Here's where I get caught up in this, and I guess I don't know because I'm not a woman. Although I know some of you think I might be, but listens to Pink, eats a bunch of ice cream, is very emotional. Okay, I wonder why they think that. I don't know. Are you stereotyping me? I don't. But know. no, yeah, I don't. I, I am. I'm half abroad. I don't care, right? But I, men traditionally have, or at least we're told, kind of favor young women, younger women. Yes, because very, it, because very it, much. It makes you feel younger. They kind of make you feel good, this and that, and easier to easier to entertain a man sexually than it is a woman okay. right easier to get us to climax that whole thing right okay. so my point being is is that a man dipping in the younger end of a high school student of a female i think even on the sex level makes more sense now i know what you're thinking well young man he can you know the erection is there all day right but at the end of the day he doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't a woman want a, a, a an experienced hand like they want somebody who knows right so that's what i don't understand like why do you want a sophomore like it, i get well, like a man wants a young hard body right i i think a, a part of what that is um, Did I just say hard body uh, like hard, it's 1988? Somebody body. play some volleyball in the sand. <laughs> hard body. Um, I, I think, yes, yeah, certainly I get what your point is there. For the most part, I feel like the women that are involved in these stories all under 30, it seems like. For the most part. Now, don't get me wrong. You can point to a 55-year-old librarian. I'm sure it's happened. Sure. But for the most part, it seems like these women are all relatively young. young younger enough. than me. Um, and I think a part of it is, is that... You go back into this high school environment, which we were all very familiar with, and you get a chance to kind of relive it from an authority standpoint, but you are reliving that like, well, yeah, that's... I could be cool that's, now. Dude, that's the coolest guy in the school. Well, of course I want to get... Of course I want to get banged out by him. Yeah, I skipped over that. You know what I mean? I like, did. And that probably, like I said, probably not a conscious decision that these women are making of like, oh man, I'm going to go I'm gonna go sleep with Johnny Football over there, Do but... You- let me ask you this question. Do you think that there is any young woman in any high school anywhere that if you were teaching could break you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no. <laughs> Bro, I feel like that's the appropriate thing to say right now, so I'm saying no. I don't think there's a high school girl that could break me, but 
I shouldn't be a college professor, I'll tell you that. Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you, dude, I should not be one of those. I think, there, dude, some of those, because that's what my brain would do. My brain would go, okay, well, it's against... Rules are different than laws, bro. It's, Listen, right. I think I think it is you sleeping with one of your college students. Do it's I think not right? Do I think that's an immoral move? Yeah, but do I necessarily think you need to be thrown into jail for it? No, but if you no. bang out a high school student, go, go to, to jail. jail. I agree. Go yeah. To jail. So like, I, that's what I'm saying. Is like, if I was running a college course, I could see myself getting caught and being like messed up in that for sure. I could. I could absolutely. So let me ask you this question. Okay. Now, it's going to be a little bit different because the victim probably going to be an adult. What's more egregious, sleeping with a student as a teacher or sleeping with a patient as a therapist? Student teacher. Are you talking about a kid? Criminality, yeah. yeah. I mean, even without... Well, no, the other thing's criminal, too, but yeah, you're talking about a child. Yeah, even even outside of the criminality aspect of it, yes, you are you are exploiting that that your, your therapy patient, but, I mean, dude... I mean, it's a horrible thing to right, do. You shouldn't do it. Right. Shouldn't do it. It's very common for people to want to, want to do that, but you should not ultimately do that. We'll get you hooked up with some National Concert Week tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have some uh, National Concert Week concert tickets for you. We'll let you take your pick between some uh, Ben some Full Profits Rage tickets, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie. I know we got some Slayer tickets for you. Breaking Ben Five Finger, I believe, is also on that list. We'll yep. let you take your uh, pick here momentarily. Do you know where I can get a passport photo? I think if you go to like most drug stores, I think they can help you out there. I think the post office could do it for you too. I can apply. I can actually apply for my my uh, my passport at the post office. Right? Yeah, I th- okay. I think I think you can get it all taken care of. All there. right, there. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to need a passport. Pretty sure this I'm going to going. Um, well, you and I were talking about you know scheduling our vacation. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to Punakana, dude. Stansberry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Punakana. Been wanting to go. There's good golf down there. I'm looking at some golf packages there, dude. I'm pretty sure Punicana is going to be my summer vacation. This I was going to go to uh, see my friend Heather in Victoria, but they won't let me fly in there. This uh, this is not like a Raiders trip or a, or a, uh, or a Redskins trip, right? No, no, no. You got no, okay, nothing no, like no, that. No, no. All right. Uh, saw this as we were talking about older women sleeping with younger men because of the school teacher thing. Um, I was asked to keep this anonymous, but she sent this in to us. You know this woman, Phantom. Okay. She says, I'm 41. She's like, but a young guy from Tinder messaged me. Uh-oh. Said he was 21. We started Ooh. to make plans to meet and hang out. Um, but he started to say things that alluded me to the fact that he was not 21. I called him out. He admitted he was 20. But I said, look, we can still hang out. I was checking. <laughs> but she said, but I told him I would be checking his ID. And she's like, I did. And she goes, it was awesome. My point, she says, is twofold. It's not hard to be an older girl that wants a young, hard body man right. and still keep it legal. College guys seem to have a MILF soccer mom fetish. We all have that fetish. There's no, Nobody doesn't have that fetish. All men have that fetish. The advantage for the woman is that uh, that their body is hot, too. There's no expectations, and they can go... Well, okay, yeah, there we go. Then we get into the... Let me get into the... You know the frequency of sex that can be performed. Hey, no, I mean I, but it goes back to the concept of like, well, yeah, I understand why you want to have sex with younger people, but there's a line in the sand, yeah. and it's eighteen. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, she's some of the twenty-year-old dude. You're totally allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, you're allowed to do that. 
we have to do this pretty quickly, but this morning uh, during the best of hour, which runs from 5 to 6 a.m., we played some pretty old stuff this morning. And one of the things was like a famous piece of audio that's, uh, that's pretty good. I believe it's still in the Friday audio reel. Mm-hmm. And people have asked us to slow it down. And this is, uh, we will occasionally do this with some audio. It goes back years and years to previous, uh, you know, uh, versions of the show and all that. But we have a, uh, we have the, the D so good, it'll make you slap somebody. And it has been requested all morning to be slowed down. So I figured we'd do that right now. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. Make them make you slap somebody. So there it is. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. Make them make you slap somebody. All right. Yeah, that was, that, that was absolutely worth it. That was Absolutely worth it. God, it just makes stuff so funny, dude. This one woman was telling me, she said she was having sex with this man. She was sitting on top of her mind. And she said she had gotten into a groove, so, you know, she might have gripped his head or she might have put her hands on his shoulders or locked them around the back of his neck so she made sure it was just like a horse. She had that sound and she had the rope so she couldn't let go. Could not let go. Can't let go. Though. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap the back or make you slap somebody. Yeah, it will. Yes. Yes, it will. National Concert Week tickets up for grabs right now. We'll take caller 25-1-800-243-7625 on those. You take your pick and be right back with Rob Pearson. From the Stark County Fathers Coalition, next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com, and we'll be hooking you up with $1,000 momentarily. However, we are also now joined in studio by what we hope will be a new friend of the program, Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition. And let me tell you why it's important to have you in, Rob, that I didn't know this was a coalition until just the other day. I think that's important. Now, I am not a father. I have no children. Neither does Fantone, but a lot of people listening do. And so I just want to read this mission statement. It says here that the mission of the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition is to encourage fathers to take an active and positive role in their children's lives and to promote and sponsor activities designed to strengthen some families. And I love that. That's a what a great mission to have. So thanks for joining us today, Rob. We Thank appreciate you. it. Now, you handed me another sheet here that's got some numbers on it that I think you called them sobering, and that's the right word. I think people are going to be shocked by some of these. 85% of youth in prison comes from fatherless homes, which is then 20 times the national average. Yes. That's crazy. 90% of homeless runaway children are from fatherless homes. This is a massive problem, correct? It is. I, I believe if you have told me that it's what the national average is, 42% are from single-parent homes, children today. Is that what you... No, well, actually, 42% of children born today are, are born, born today. to parents who are not married to each other. Okay. In 1960, that was 5%. In 1984, that was 18%. So there's been a seismic shift in our society today. And then most people realize that about half of marriages end in divorce. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely look at some cases and say that might be a good thing in the sense of you're getting away from divorces, bad relationships, but obviously this is leaving an opportunity or or, or, or forcing maybe some fathers out of the picture right there. And when Dan reads all those numbers off, and it's just it's just mind-boggling, you know, why, what's happening there? Why is it that these numbers are so stark coming out of fatherless homes? We, we need fathers and mothers both to be involved in a child's life, even if it's not an intact family. 
most children are going to prosper better, have a better chance of life, and have less risk of doing, getting involved in, in things such as drugs or alcohol or, or, or juvenile delinquency if they have both parents actively involved, even when it's not an intact family. So the Fatherhood Coalition really works to try to see that fathers have an opportunity to be part of their child's life in a, in a positive way and help increase that chance for the child to grow up to be a happy, productive citizen. And we know that if we have children who grow up to to be responsible adults, that makes our community stronger. It's not just impacting that child. It impacts our community, too. For when- sure it does. Yeah, absolutely it does. I think in... And I think it's an important thing. You were actually telling us that the numbers here in Stark County are actually higher than they the are. national average. We're sitting at about 44% of children That's born right. today are born to uh, to families where the parents are not married. Now, obviously, there are many, 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 many ways to raise a child. Absolutely. Right? There, there's no necessarily handbook or hand guide or whatever. And um, today's society does supply... Um, a couple of alternative routes to parenting that, 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 that may have not have been around when I was a kid. Now, I have always said that you hear a lot about privilege in, in, in this world today. And I have always said that, one, that, that if I was awarded privilege, that one of them for sure was the fact that I was born to a household where my parents remained married until one of them um, lost their life. But um, I was already an adult at that point. But like that was a real leg up. And I'm going to say not mom and dad. I'm going to say a two-parent household uh, that I that I was raised in a two-parent household because I do believe not that you cannot raise a child properly as a single parent because I know plenty of people who are doing it, but I do believe it. It is a job big enough for two full-grown humans to like kind of keep their eyes on it, right? I mean, I I I, I don't think that that's crazy to necessarily think that way. And I salute the 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 non or the custodial parents, the majority moms who are single parents going it alone. But I know that as much as their best intent and best effort, their child is still missing the guidance and and, and assistance, both financially and emotionally, from the father. And we need to have both parents involved to give that child the best chance to be a happy, productive adult when they reach the age of majority. And the research is, is, is all showing that when we have both parents involved, that child does so much better. Seventy-one percent of high school dropouts did not have a dad in their life. Yeah, and, I'm and, reading and, that I here. Mean this, and if a child does not have a father involved in their life, they're five times more likely to live in poverty. And we want to see that children have the best chance possible. I agree. I, th- this is a number I found interesting because this has just rocked our community here locally in Perry. Where they're saying here, children in father-absent homes are three times more likely to commit suicide. That's and I would imagine it probably, I don't know, I'm going to speculate here, but I would imagine that part of that is is that it starts to foster an unwanted feeling in you, maybe. And that you don't know where to take that or how to process you that. Could. And I would imagine that that's probably part of that. And when you read that, it's like, Jeez, man, like I what do you think as we're talking to Rob Pearson, he's here from the Stark County Fathers Coalition. Let me just ask you, because maybe you have a little insight into this, you know, working in the programs you do. What do you, if any, what is the big indicator? Why are guys running away from this? Yeah. What's causing men to walk away from the children? Because it's a responsibility or like, is there another driving factor here? I mean, it's it's complicated, but I think some of the time they 
have a disadvantage from day one if they have a child born out of wedlock because they have no parental rights at that point. They have a responsibility if an order is established, paternity is established, and a support order is established. They have the responsibility to financially support the child. But they don't have the rights. Okay. Correct. And what, okay. and what the Fatherhood Coalition really emphasizes is that, yes, it's absolutely important to financially support your child, but equally important is to emotionally support your child. And one of the programs that that the that we have, uh, the Fatherhood Coalition, along with the Child Support Agency, is a parenting time order program. If someone doesn't have legal rights to see their child and access to their child, they can contact the Fatherhood Coalition to apply for a parenting time order program. This is done in partnership with the Child Support Agency and Community Legal Aid, and 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 there will be no cost to that parent. Wow! If if now there are a couple of criteria. It, it is for low and moderate income, but the, it's the 250% level of poverty, which is very, very liberal. It's a lot of fathers are going to meet that. If someone's right. earning 30000 to $40,000 and they have two children, they're going to meet You're that. You're going to meet okay. that, for sure. So yes. average, you know, John yes. Q. Public out there Absolutely. is going to fill into this. Okay. So, so there is the income requirement. And then because of safety, if there's... Uh, history of domestic violence, they won't be eligible. Sure, well, and otherwise. that makes sense to me, too. I mean, and I'm glad you bring this up, because I, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you in, Rob, and again, we're talking to Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition, is that I get hit up a lot um, via social media from guys who listen to the program yes. and say to me, dude, I have ex- I've exhausted every other thing I can think of, but I'm having problems with my son's mom, and she won't let me see my kid, and nobody seems to care, and a lot of guys feel like when they're trying to make the effort to see their children, that they, this is what I hear a lot, that if I was the mother, I would be taken more seriously than, than I feel like I am as the father. Is that a legitimate thing that's happening or are people just feeling that way? Well, there is some legitimacy to that. And to be honest, my, my other job is I'm over the Stark County Child Support Agency. Okay. And, and I started in the program in 1983. Wow, so I've been in the program thirty-five years, yeah. and 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 I have to be very honest. When I started in the program as a case manager in 1983, we looked at fathers just as a paycheck, and we didn't see them as a parent, and that was wrong. And the program is evolving, and and initiatives like the Fatherhood Coalition are also emphasizing that it's not just financially supporting your child. That's important. Make no mistake. That's but, a provider, not a father. Yes, but equally important, absolutely equally sure important, is. Yeah. is emotionally supporting your child. And so efforts through the Fatherhood Coalition, in cooperation with other partners like the Child Support Agency and Community Legal Aid for the Parenting Time Program, is, is trying to give some remedies to those individuals who are being left out of their child's life. And their child is losing something, too, because they're not having two parents involved in their life. And we know, again, the research and the, the, the statistics show that if we have both parents involved, that child is going to have a better chance in, in well, life. Well, here's another number that, that, that I think pe- that people here locally will find interesting, is that teenage girls who are in homes without an active father are significantly more likely to become sexually active and pregnant as a teen. So the problem then is cyclical. Yes. It continues to happen if, if, if fathers are out of these homes, which is alarming. Yes. Because I'm not sure... I. I believe we are getting weaker over time. Now, I'm a little bit of a pessimist, but I believe 
much like you said, you know, the divorce rate hovers around 52% in this country or whatever. Right. I think people enter into these uh, these things like marriage and parenthood like, well, whatever. I mean, it can kind of flake out if I feel like it. It's kind of it is socially acceptable now to kind of be like, ah, we couldn't make it. We're just going to get divorced right. and just and just take out. But I also think what's the bigger problem? I guess this is what I want to know. What's the bigger problem? Is the bigger problem man impregnates woman doesn't want to step up or we had a baby and this is causing more rifts and now I'm leaving. Which is the bigger of the two, do you think? I guess maybe you don't even know that. It, I, we have both. I, it's and, quite, and I, it's going to be we, both, right? We have both. When, when it comes down to it, and Rob, as I know there's somebody listening right now at this very moment who has not been the best father. Maybe he has you know, left his kids and you know, not supporting them financially, not supporting them emotionally, but hopefully right now hears us talking and has decided, I do want to step up. Maybe it is time for me to be a man. Maybe it is time for me to make a difference in my kid's life. What's that first step? What do they need to do? I would... Recommend that they call the Fatherhood Coalition, and the, the number is 330-451-8477. Again, 451-8477. Matt Lytle, who's our program administrator, he will be able to talk with that person and let them know what programs are available, and whether it be our Parenting Time Order program. Also let them know about different events. Our next big event is the Fishing Rodeo on June 16th, the day before Father's Day at Cook's Lagoon in Canton where it's totally free for dads and their kids to come. If a child doesn't have a fishing pole, they get a free fishing pole. Baits wow. provided. We, we, have, we have food and, and, and drinks, and uh, it is just a really great event. We actually pay to stock the lagoon, so every kid will catch a fish. Nice. It, and it is just a fun event, and we really— What a good day out. It, it really is, and it's the day before Father's Day. And you guys do stuff like this, you know, either low cost or free yes. stuff for fathers and sons on a, our fathers and children on a regular basis. Yes. Correct? Yes, we do. And one of our biggest events is with uh, the Canton City, Alliance City, Maslin City, and playing local schools in September, and the, usually the third Thursday of of September, we have Fathers Walk Your Child to School Day. And last year, we had about twenty two hundred children walked to school by about 1,600 dads in those school districts. It's the elementary schools, and it is a great visual. When you're there at that school, the Fatherhood Coalition members, we all take a school to help greet the fathers, and we give a gift to the dad and a gift to the kids. When you see all these fathers walking their children to school, it's really a great visual, but it also means to that child, hey, my dad cares cares about me, cares about my education. And to the school, it shows, hey, that father knows their child's education is important. All this stuff is massively important. I, if, you probably don't know. You don't seem like a daily listener of the Sansbury Show. But like, I, <laughs> I listened uh, a little this morning. I, um, oh, thank you. <laughs> probably like, what am I going on that for? I, uh, but I, uh, the show is a lot about me and my life and obviously a little bit about Phantom's life and you know things that are going on in the world. But one of the big things we hit on all the time is the way I was raised by my father. Okay. And um, a very big impact on my life. And... I don't know where I would be. Sure. Like legitimately, like I don't know who I would be as a person because I am so defined by the life lesson handed down. Like I said, as a matter of fact, last year around Father's Day, I you know you do like a throwback Thursday thing on social media, and I posted a picture of my dad, and I said and just said this: "Thanks for the roadmap for life. Right. I use it every day, and I do. And it's be I don't know who I would be without that influence in my life." And it's only, and honestly, it makes me a little sad for people who don't know, don't have that. Right. 
It's a little crazy. It's, it's one of those things that I think we all pride ourselves as like, well, of course I'm hardworking and I get up on time. And it's like, you didn't just do that. Like no. the reason I, the reason I work hard, the reason I'm responsible know is how be- to shave. my, is my right. dad right. taught me how to do that. Like he's the one who did that. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's, you know, we, we can pull out stats and, but I think deep down inside, we all know what we're saying is true here. Um, you know, I mentioned a lot of fathers listen, but I think it's also safe to say that a lot of mothers listen sure. too. And and their role's important too. Of it's course, not to of course, that. of course. If I am a mother of a child and my boyfriend or ex-husband or whatever has essentially like walked away from this, is there anything that she can do to kind of encourage some sort of like, hey, reconciliation or some sort of bridging the gap? I there? think the important thing is to allow the father to still be involved in the child's life and i know some individuals it's it's just easier to have dad out of the picture right and but but it really is that child's best interest to to allow the dad to be part of the child's life and obviously the mom can't force the child to be part of the dad's life but when the dad decides or realizes or maybe all along says i want to still be involved in the child's life let that father participate because it is going to be nine out of ten times in the best interest of that child's life. Even for all the flaws the father has, yes. even if he's not a perfect man. No, because I, no perfect I, I think I think that's a part of the problem, and I think maybe even for men that's a part of the problem, is I don't want to admit that I fell short as a father, therefore I'm just going to avoid the problem entirely right. and ignore the child. So yeah, like, sure it, it, what this all, I guess, boils down to is step up. You know, like, Well, I've always said, I, I hear parents, and I've never raised, I don't have children, but I, but I hear parents say this to me all the time, is that you just don't know, man. It's the hardest job in the world. And I always say then, well, then it's big enough for two of you. It is. Then, then if, if it's the hardest job in the world, then it's big enough for two of you. That's Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition. Again, I want to mention this. Father's Day weekend fishing rodeo. It is Saturday, June 16th, 8 a.m. till noon. Youth ages 4 to 17, accompanied by an adult. Fishing is for children. And only until about noon. This is at Cook's Lagoon, Mahoning Road, Northeast Canton, Ohio. Sponsored by, obviously, the Stark Sto- uh, Social Workers Network and the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition. Rob, I, I appreciate it. I just would it. like one thing. Just Absolutely. To, just to also let fathers know to check out the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition Facebook page. There's always oh, great information there, too, if they don't have an opportunity during business hours to call Matt okay. Weidel. Easy way to reach out there. Absolutely. Yes. Rob, I appreciate you coming in. And I appreciate I, the time. I, I hope down the road, if we have uh, some other fathering uh, issues, that you'd be willing to come back and Absolutely. join us again. Uh, we had a great time with you again today. Your next shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I want to thank Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition one more time for stopping by, spending the first part of the 9 a.m. hour with us. As a matter of fact, Clay writes in, this great interview with the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition, way better than the latest Avengers movie. (laughs) It's very funny, Clay. Very, very funny, buddy. No, it was awesome. I mean, you know, you know it's a problem. You know it's an issue. But then you start hearing some of those numbers, and it's like, gosh, man, this is... At the end of the day, this is not, like he said. It's not only a problem for the kid. It's not only a problem for the family. It's, it's a problem it's, for the community. It's a problem for you. Yeah, it's a problem for all of us. Right. I um. I can't even imagine the anger of 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 like a a woman being impregnated and then having like a coward run out on her. Mm-hmm. And conversely, 
the anger of a man who is being denied access to his child. Right. Like, dude, that kind of... Like, dude, I freak out in the car. Right. <laughs> like, so, like, when you... Like, a real problem, like, a real thing, like, I, I sometimes I just don't understand how people are able to navigate that. But I was uh, I was appreciative to have Rob on the air. Thanks for setting that up, by the way. Not a problem, buddy. Um, we were coming out of Guns N' Roses there. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. And it was just about a week and a half ago, I was doing, like, that thing on Facebook. It was like... The best records you've ever owned, or whatever, right? right? And Appetite for Destruction made my list. I I have long said it comes in at the number one category in two things for me. It's the best debut album by a band ever, and it's the best cover to cover record I own. There is not a single piece of filler on Appetite for Destruction. I'm going to repeat that. There is not a singer, single piece of filler on Appetite for Destruction. Now, I say that twice because they're screwing it up. Okay. It, it, they already made it, though. It's already done. The appetite for destruction. I've got it. They're screwing it up. How? On June 29th, via Universal Music Group, an expanded, locked and loaded, <laughs> locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. How stupid. <laughs> locked and loaded. Reissue of Appetite for Destruction is coming out. Okay. It will be. Instead of the original 12-song masterpiece, yeah. it's 73 songs long. Wow. Why? What? 40, 49 are previously unreleased. It will spread across four CDs for kids. You used to put those in a machine in your car oh. and it would play music for you. Okay. A seven, I'm sorry, and seven 12-inch 180-gram LPs. In addition to a remastered version of the original album, that's kind of cool. That will be kind of cool. There will be the a band's uh, live version, 1986, live X or whatever, like a suicide, I believe is what it's called, from the era. 25 previously unreleased recordings from the band's 1986 sessions at Sound City Studios and two previously unreleased tracks from GNR sessions with producer Mike Klink. This is one of those things in time. I get why a band's doing it. Yeah. They're going to make a grip of money. Yeah. So I'm not knocking it. But when you put forth a piece of art into the world that good, leave it alone. So would you just rather have them put out the Guns N' Roses Lost Catalog? Yes. Just get, But dude, don't link it to Appetite for Destruction. Because I think what you do here... Now again, I'm going overboard. But I think for, for a guy like me, what you do here is you are bringing the level of that quality down. You, you, I, I think because you're going to now slam it together and like let's spread it all over 4LP, whatever the hell it is, you are taking the quality of that piece of art and watering it down with a bunch of stuff you didn't think was good enough to give it to me when it came out. That's what previously unreleased means. Not good enough. That's what it means. Why do I want 49 songs that Axel didn't think was good enough? Over the 13-year period while we waited for that other Guns N' Roses album, there wasn't a time to put this out. I just think, dude, they're in a, dude. Guns N' Roses are in rare air. They are in rare air. And they are the last real rock stars this country had seen. Those dudes were real rock. I say it all the time. These new bands are in bed at 11 o'clock, FaceTiming their wife on their Kindle. They're a joke. Guns N' Roses were an honest-to-God, true, gritty, American rock and roll band, and they were flash in the pan, which is what made them great. 
and that they were they were compiled of nobody in that band's awesome at what they do, but you put them all together and it sounds really good. It's very much like the Rolling Stones. Nobody in the Rolling Stones. Uh, people are going to say Mick Jagger's a great frontman. That's fine. He's not a great vocalist. There, when you put all the Rolling Stones together, you get magic. And Guns N' Roses was the same thing. When you put a piece of art that good out in the world, I would leave well enough alone. Now, a reissue or a remaster, I kind of like because that makes things sound a little bit better. But isn't that like, um, isn't isn't a remaster essentially like when they did Star Wars with the new effects in it? It's like, well, isn't they the grit? Well, they don't always do that, though. Like, Kiss just went back and remastered their entire catalog. And all it did was take out, like, the pops and cracks. Isn't that a part of it, though? I like it. I do. Yes. Right? I like that. But it will make things sound clearer when... Again, I'm, uh, this will get a little too technical, but MP3 music is different than music that is put down on hard copy. It's it's it compressed more. It does this. So the more you remaster it, the better it will sound when you stream it. So like that's why it's important. But I just think Appetite was so good, you just leave well enough alone. Best debut album by a band ever. I don't even think there's another one that's close. Don't talk to me about Led Zeppelin 1 because it's not even their best record. Don't talk to me about the first Black Sabbath record. It's not even their best record. So how can it be the best debut record? Appetite has always been the best debut album by a band. You can make an argument for Pretty Hate Machine, but Guns N' Roses was better. It was. Just leave well enough alone. More Stansberry Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rob Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed anything this morning, including Rob Pearson from the Stark County Fathers Coalition, you can podcast that all at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. I want to thank Rob again. Uh, he was great. I feel like we made a new friend. And we'll probably uh, have Rob on again uh, as more father problems probably are going to face. I was going to say it's not going to be over tomorrow. You right. know what I mean? So uh, as they have stuff happen, obviously as we have stuff happen, and uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, I enjoyed Rob. He was good. Gotten to a lot today. Redskins cheerleaders, mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts. Facebook's mm-hmm. going to tell us who the right news outlets are. The poop knife. Poop knife. Come on. Let's get to the cut, cut the crap. Let's get to it. The poop knife was good. Poop knife. I gotta go take one, actually, by the way, which will be number five of the morning for me. Already already hitting up and over the record. So putting numbers up. So so you feel as if you have another bowel movement coming mm-hmm. already, and mm-hmm. this will be the fifth time you've gone to the bathroom. Yeah, this will be the fourth at work. So about once an hour, I'm getting one out. In the morning, dude, it's morning time. Crap a lot. Dude, I am a twice a day maybe. I don't like holding it in. As soon as I feel the urge, I go. Like, I'm not going to let it build up inside of me, man. Get that stuff out. That's why you don't have monster logs. That's, uh, <laughs> monster logs! We found out about the monster logs at, knife. at 6.30 this morning. Which is probably where we should have left it. <laughs> you know what we haven't talked about all day? What is that? Is, dude, I'll, look how lucky you're getting today. Yeah. 
Six o'clock tip-off for your Cavaliers, buddy. Very How exciting. great is that? Game will be over by 8.30, 9 o'clock. If there's that's overtime, bedtime. that's perfect. So I don't know what decision went into why they're playing this game at 6 o'clock. Um, it's is in, it to get them both in in the same day? I guess. It's in Toronto, two East Coast games. I think the next one starts at 8.30 or 9, yeah, the, 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 the Boston game does. Boston's playing tonight, uh-huh. right? So I don't know if that was the reasoning behind it, but like whatever it is, thank you, NBA schedulers, for starting the game at 6 o'clock. Dude, finally. Yeah. Like, dude, these games yeah. are always 8.30, 9. Right. Right. And it's like, dude, no, I can't do it. And I know most people are like, dude, shut up and go to bed at 11. And it's like, no, dude, you get up at 3. You don't want to do that. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't want to do that. Dude, when we go to bed at 11, you know what happens? We just bitch about the Avengers and make you mad. <laughs> That's what happens. It's like, wow, dude, I fell asleep a little late last night. I'm um, feeling okay about the Cavaliers tonight. I won't be surprised if they lose, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they lost game one. Um, po- point of concern, um, obviously, is Kevin Love starting at the five. I don't necessarily think I agree with that decision from Ty Lue. Um, I think his thought is, is like, well, if Kevin Love can shoot threes and Jonas Valanciunas can shoot twos, we're going to trade threes for twos. And you can always put Tristan Thompson in, but, you know, it, 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 it's a, it's a questionable a questionable decision in my opinion. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think LBJ probably is going to have a better game than he had game one, which hopefully will lead to a Cavaliers victory. He had a pretty good game one. It's not like yeah, he fell right. Didn't suck, but I mean, for a LeBron game, I think he had twenty seven points. So it's like, well, what is that? A little low for him, you sure. Know, but. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I had before the series started, I had predicted that they would win game one, lose game two, but um, I got to tell you. I, I'm feeling really good about the Cavaliers right now. Now, I know I said I don't think that they can win the title, and I still don't. But I am feeling ri- – now, I thought they would manhandle the Raptors, though. I did say that. And, I, I, dude, I think we win game two. I mean, it's it's yeah, you can you can feel they're not going to win a championship and still feel good about them. Um, I, I think they have the mental edge. It has to be really, really tough for a team – um, to come off of rest, go up against a team that you think that you're better than, and to have them beat you by one in your own house in overtime, that's a punch in the gut. I don't care who you are. That's a tough pill to swallow. So that may be why the Cavaliers are able to pull it off tonight. He just shrinks Lowry. He, you know, LeBron just shrinks Kyle Lowry. He just does. Um, DeMar DeRozan's a pretty good NBA star, but I just... I don't think those two guys are enough, and there's something he gets in their head. But the thing about the Raptors is, is they have dudes they can throw at you. They will just keep throwing waves of guys at that you, is like true. that. That Fred Van Vliet is good; he can shoot it, and and it, it'll it'll just be it, it's just going to boil down to number one: what are the decisions that Ty Lue makes? When does he switch stuff? When does he when does he go with the hot hand? And number two: what kind of production do you get out of both Kevin Love and LeBron James? And those are going to be the things I think that dictate. You know where this series goes. I might have to find myself in a sports bar today with a good IPA yeah. watching the Cavs. Well, right there, six o'clock, man. Start time. It's easy. You yeah, can. Tomorrow's Friday. I'll yeah. just yell about the Avengers it's, all day tomorrow. Scream about it. Who cares? I mean, think about it, dude. We got Munch at seven. <laughs> yeah. We got Albert Wooden from Save Twenty Two. Okay. He'll he'll be on the air at nine. Okay. So if I just yell about the like, Avengers at six and eight, Clint Parker will take care of the rest of it. Dude, we'll be fine. All right, Cavs and hammered. <laughs> That's what's happening. Aside from that, Teresa will get she'll get you guys hooked up with a thousand dollars ten ten this morning. We're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning six oh five ish probably yeah. with the Cavs playing tonight. Aside from that, you guys have a great afternoon.